Let us pray. Oh God, remind us of your presence. Your presence that we see in the lives of those who nurture us and love us. And help us always to be grateful for them. Amen. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus says this morning. That phrase kept running through my mind this week as I knew that today was going to be Mother's Day. That idea of voice got me to thinking about hearing the voices of the mothers of my own life. Both my biological mother and those who have mothered me with faith and love. As I thought of voice and Mother's Day this week, I first thought of my own mom. I told this story at her funeral last summer, and I've told it here at least once, probably more. The first thing when I think of when I think of my mom's voice, I was a senior in high school. I did a lot of bench warming on the football team, as in I never got to play. We were blowing out one team, and they finally put me in to play. And I actually caught a pass, and a guy planted me in the ground. But the only thing I could hear was this lady screaming from the stands. That was my mom. I can also hear my mom's voice. It was the way that she would let me know that I had disappointed her by doing something I shouldn't have done, which, believe it or not, was quite often. She would say, Scott, you ought to be ashamed. I can hear the voice of my mom who always had a special concern in my church for those who were by themselves, especially those who were widows or widowers. And she would find out that one of them was sick and she would call me even if I was off to college somewhere and she would tell me that I needed to write this person a letter or next time I'm in town I need to stop by and visit. And I know that that person really didn't care about seeing me. They just wanted to see Alta's son. Alta's my mom. I can hear the voice of my mom. Probably the last times that I can think of my mom. My mom passed away of Alzheimer's. Um, when she was able to have coherent uh, sentences. And the last thing I know she could do that was coherent was when we'd sit around the dinner table, hold hands, and begin to pray, God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food. And mom would be saying it right along with us. The voices of the mothers of our lives continue to influence us long after those voices are no longer with us. Now, of course, none of those, verses, those voices are always perfect because none of us is perfect. But I would suggest that most all of the time, these voices of our mothers sought what was best for us and they still seek what is best for us. And certainly when we come across stories of mothers who do not seek the best for their children, Mothers who allow their children to be put in places of harm, we react strongly against those mothers. Just a week ago, the paper in my hometown of Atlanta carried for several days on the front page, it's a trial. It seems that a stepmother had murdered her stepdaughter and then tried to hide the body. 
I think it was on the front page because of its horrific nature. And it was horrific because a mother did that to a child. The community was outraged as it should be. But thankfully though, most all the mothers in our lives are acting, have acted in ways that are loving and caring toward us and toward all of those that they influence. And when the mothers of our lives show us that they do care for us by loving us and feeding us and, and tending to our boo-boos, we learn what it means to trust. And that trust, which begins in the earliest moments of life, that trust helps us learn what it means to trust later on in life. But it all begins with that sense of belonging that we get from the very beginning of life. This morning's not only Mother's Day, it's also the fourth Sunday in the season of Easter. And on the fourth Sunday of the season of Easter, the church lifts up Jesus as our Good Shepherd. Very often we read the 23rd Psalm, that was our call to worship. Very often we preach from John 10 in different places. That's the chapter in John that talks about Jesus as the Good Shepherd. Jesus, our Shepherd, knows us. Not only does He know us, He gives us eternal life, Jesus says. And by eternal life, that's not just talking about going to heaven when we die. Eternal life is the fullness of life right now, always seeking to be more in love with God and with one another. And the love of Jesus, our shepherd, is, is so strong, it's so true. That we will never perish. Jesus says that no one will snatch them out of his hand. Jesus isn't saying here that all of life will be easy and that we won't face hard times because all of us will. We're not immune to it. And as I've said the first three Sundays in the season of Easter, sometimes we will face harm and heartache in life because we do follow in the way of Jesus. No, when Jesus says that no one will ever snatch us away from the Father, He's reminding us that God will never abandon us. God will never leave us alone, no matter who we are, no matter the situation in life. And because Jesus is our Good Shepherd, we turn to Him in faith. We believe, and by believe we mean trust. We trust that the shepherd will go with us. We trust that the shepherd will guide us. And we trust the way that God calls us to follow. And sometimes we hear the voice of the shepherd through the voice of other people, through the voices of the mothers in our lives. Hopefully that does include our biological mothers, but it also includes Mothers of our faith. I thought about that this week too. Just to name a few, not to name name, but to lift up. Of just people that I've got to know in my time here. I think of the voice of one of the mothers of faith. My mothers of faith. She was racked with cancer. She knew that her time on earth was short. But she treated that time with a sense of gratitude, even though she was confined to the bed. She was grateful for the life she had lived. And there was a sense of contentment, knowing 
that God was going with her right then and would go with her into life forever, nothing could separate her. Nothing could snatch her away from God's hand. I think of a couple mothers of faith whose voices would ring, would ring loud and clear in church board meetings whenever there was talk about reducing the amount of money that we would commit to outreach, both of those mothers of faith would harangue against that idea. I think of another mother of faith. She had a family member who had been taking advantage of her financially for years. I'd encouraged her to, to stop helping this family member. But then this mother of faith reminded me of a sermon that I had preached not too many weeks before. It was the parable of the shepherd and the sheep. The hundred sheep, there's 99 that are good and one that is, takes off and the shepherd chases after that lost sheep. She reminded me of my sermon and then she said to me, Scott, what am I supposed to do? Those are some of the mothers of my faith. But now I want to give you some time to reflect on some of your own mothers of faith. Ben, do you have that? Who are some people in your life who have mothered you with love and faith. And I do hope that you include your mother if it's that. Your grandmother, your aunt, whoever. But also those who might not be biologically related to you. Also, what are some ways that you might show such love and faith with the people of your life? How might you be the voice of the shepherd for someone else? Think on that a minute. I hope you'll spend some time this day giving thanks to God for those who have mothered you and asking God to show you how you might mother someone else. Thanks be to God for God's grace and love. Amen.